Hey guys, on this episode of Black and Behind the Scenes, we give you an update on HBO Max's release date, AMC getting into the streaming war game, and Howard University's partnership with Amazon Studios. Then in Spotlight, we highlight Joseph Lee Anderson, an actor, writer, and director, an overall multi-hyphen extraordinaire. And lastly, in Spoiler Alert, we give our thoughts on Jesus is King and Dolomite is my name. So stay tuned, guys. Black and Behind the Scenes is up next. Hey guys, welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. Thanks for joining us, guys. So, Brittany, what's up, girl? What you got going on? You know, I am T.I. Red. That's tired. Um... (laughs) (laughs) it's it's only wednesday but this feels like it's it's been a long week and it could be because of the weather maybe the rain yeah the traffic because again the nets Mm -hmm. Um, i see that i'm just ready for the world series to be over so i can get over here faster in peace okay yeah (laughs) thank you i can see that how about you um not too bad i'm speaking of traffic what's funny is that a couple of weeks ago when I was trying to get down here and it was really bad traffic, even something, something was cut off. And so I was using the Google Maps or whatever the map is automatically mm-hmm. on your phone. Mm-hmm. And it just kept taking me in circles. And then I found Waze. I had no idea that Waze mm-hmm. is way better of a platform if there's like construction or, or a traffic. A traffic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it gets me here way faster than any other thing that I've used before. So I use that for now on to get here. Yeah, so that's fantastic. <laughs> because Waze is pretty much a, a peer-to-peer sharing mm-hmm. directional, I don't know what you want to call it, mm-hmm. but basically your peers update you on the traffic. So that's that. Um, are you doing any Halloween trick-or-treating? I am not. I'm eating the candy, though. Yeah. How about you? I don't have any kids in my neighborhood, so, um, and I was- We don't either, really. Really excited to do that as an adult, but, because I didn't get to go trick-or-treating as a child. Oh, no? Yeah, we only were able to go to Hallelujah Night at church. okay. Yeah, (laughs) I've heard of those. I've I've did tons of trick-or-treating when I was a kid, though, so I got to experience it, so I'm kind of done. Okay, yeah, and I I was really looking forward to, like, passing out candy and things. My mom and daddy, they they didn't do those type of things. Oh, wow, okay, that's unfortunate, but, I mean, you're grown now, so you can go out there. I know, but I need to move to a neighborhood with children. Yeah. Or have children. If. Yeah, if those neighborhoods, yeah, I don't know. Because a lot of neighborhoods that I've lived in, they kids weren't around either. People have dogs. We have yeah. like we have tons of dogs in the area. People ain't having kids no more. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just facts. It's facts. People ain't got time for no it's kids. Too expensive, you know, we just try to live. <laughs> okay. Well, what's going on in the industry rundown? All right, guys, so I have a lot to cover, so let's get ready for the industry rundown. up i have some really sad news it was reported that john witherspoon passed away um an untimely mm-hmm. passing that no one really expected or um no conditions or medical um information has been released as to what the cause of his passing was but i definitely want to send our condolences out to his family and friends mm-hmm. um and fans mm-hmm. of his work because mm-hmm. i love john witherspoon and very 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 much um it's just when i saw that it really it, it struck me i was like no oh i know the fr- when Pops. i saw it this morning i don't know i try to make it a habit of not looking at my instagram like 
the first thing when I do the when I wake up. Mm. But I did for some reason. That was the first post. I said, "Damn it, not John." Yeah, you know. Yeah, it is. It, it's a it's a blow because he's he's an icon, an icon comedic actor. Um, he will be missed, and mm-hmm. you know everyone that he works with loved him. You know, Absolutely. he just had a great spirit about him. He played so many iconic roles mm-hmm. with so many quotable lines. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, of course, from Boomerang to Hollywood Shuffle to mm-hmm. Martin when he was the uncle. Of course, Pops. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just <laughs> all those coordinate. great. You got to coordinate. <laughs> you know, so he will definitely be missed. Absolutely. Um, I'm not really mm. sure what this will mean for the Boondocks reboot. Right, on HBO Because Max. he was slated. I mean, he has still been working in 2019. So speak, speaking of that, I'm glad you said that. So one thing I hope and I pray that didn't happen was that I honestly hope that he was working because he wanted to. And that was his craft versus it having to be something he had to do because a lot of times the black, you know, um, entertainers, they work themselves to death, honestly, like in a lot of instances. And I honestly hope that it was just more so he just wanted to keep, you know, working and doing that versus having to do it. Yeah. I think it was more of him, you know, wanting to do it because of the love of his um, craft. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, if that was the case, we probably would have seen him a whole lot more things mm-hmm. um but yeah he will be missed and um it's a blow yeah for sure all right guys um so i have an update for you um according to variety abc gives full season to mix ish the mm. blackish prequel has received an order of an additional nine episodes for a full seasons which would give it a 22 episode run Mixed Dish was the highest rated new comedy series premiere and the third highest ranked overall in the 18 to 49 range. It remains as a number one as a new comedy of the season for adults. Are you serious? I know. I thought the same thing. I was shocked. Wow. Yeah. Someone loves it. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Mixed Dish. It's there. It has the ratings. Do you think... Okay, now, cook. Hmm. Do you think they're getting the ratings because they come on before Blackish? Oh, so for they're sure. catching Definitely. that audience. Like, yeah, if it was on a different day, would they still have that audience? I don't think so. And I absolutely do think that it um, it's because of the role. That's why they do those shows like very closely to one and similar to make sure mm-hmm. they get that role over audience to watch the other one. Um, so I was yeah, again, I was shocked, just as shocked as you were. Interessante. Yeah. I mean, 22 episodes, that's a lot. It is. I didn't know, you know, networks were granting that many. Me neither. Hmm. That's why I was kind of, and I try to see how many episodes they have so far. I think there's only like seven. Six or seven, yeah. Yeah, probably. and I'm like, whoa, 22? That's a lot more. So, that's... hey, best of luck to you guys. Um, congratulations on your 22 episode um, pickup. And <laughs> we won't be watching what you have. <laughs> <laughs> we, someone will we'll just say we still won't be tuning in but apparently people are so yeah, so there's that yeah we ain't stopping nobody's checks so not at all so. i mean do your thing congratulations congrats um so guys um according to synopsis disney plus could nab upward to 8 million worldwide subscribers out of the gate and 18 million by the end of 2020 
The numbers take into account Disney's plus new deal with Verizon Mm -hmm. that gives Verizon Wireless and broadband subscribers one year of service, which is set to be launched November 12th. So, yeah, guys, we talked about this before. So I thought it was interesting that the numbers that they're saying that they're going to get and, you know, continue to get because they're out here just like oh we're we're here we're not going anywhere we got eight million we gonna have 18 more million you know so they're out here stunting on the streaming everything else so disney is definitely taking over the world they are they really are so, um and they're not taking their foot off anybody's necks anytime soon mm-mm, not never mm-mm also, guys, HBO Max will be free to 10 million AT&T customers who are also HBO subscribers in the U.S. Rutgers cited that a long-term HBO goal um, Max deal is to help A&T, AT&T retain wireless subscribers. Mm. Um, the upcoming streaming service is expected to cost more than Apple, which is $4.99, right. more than Disney+, Plus, which is $6.99, and more than Netflix. Although they haven't announced what their price would be, they have announced that they will launch May 2020. No, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's $15 a month. Oh, $15 a month. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. It's $14.99 um, per month. Oh, okay, just like their regular service then, the regular HBO now. Exactly. Okay, yeah. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to work with cable and satellite directors on um, providers, I mean, on... Um, giving those who already pay for HBO mm-hmm. some type of um, access to HBO. Max. Oh, hopefully because that would yeah. be great. Cause I, would, I mean, it I would mean, be ludicrous for someone to pay, you know, $15 through their cable provider. And then also an additional $15 Agreed. for HBO max. I mean, by logic, they're going to drop one or the other. Right. And cable providers would rather it not be them. Right. Um, I would think so. I mean, just I, put it all together eventually. I mean, but when you think about it, HBO Max is going to... Are they going to offer a whole lot more? I mean, you're going to get on HBO Max, you're going to get all of the HBO, right? You're mm-hmm. going to get plus anything on Warner Media. Um, so that's TBS, TNT. You're getting a whole catalog of Friends, the Big Bang Theory, South Park now, all of um, South Park, the Boondocks is going to be on there, right. plus a reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have what like original programming that right. they're, they're bringing out too. Um, and speaking of that, Issa Rae will pre- be producing a show for HBO Max entitled Rap Shit that centers a female rap group from outside Miami trying to make it in the music business. So, oh, so that's it's a, a City Girls documentary. Oh, um. <laughs> You know what? Now that you say that, um, looks to be that way. Um, this shall be interesting. Um, yeah. So rap shit, guys. Okay. On HBO Max. Um, I'll have to listen. Uh, we'll find out more about that to see. Yeah, yeah. To see what what's going on with that one. Okay. Very cool. So at this point, do you think that you'll be signing up for HBO Max? Oh, because of Boondocks. Uh, probably. I don't want to though. You know my frugal self. I really don't want to. Um, Listen, so like, if they drop all of the episodes for Boondocks at one time, sure, I'll give it a month. Oh, absolutely. And then I'm deading it. Oh, yeah. Because, sorry, I mean, I, there's nothing on there outside the Boondocks that I want to watch. Right, because I already have HBO. Same. So Same. Like, And I love what they have on their platform now. I'm fine. Yeah, I have cable. I mean, so I'm not saying that. I mean, of course, if you have HBO Max, this will be a video on demand so you can get to watch whatever you want to at whatever time. Mm-hmm. But for me, 
that's not a problem. Like I already paid my fifteen dollars. I'm not pressed to get HBO Max. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I can't. So they have to because they are going to be higher than the other streaming um services. They have to come with the original programming. They're gonna have to do something. Like yeah, they yeah they to have to draw the audience. Entice. Exactly. Mm, okay. Good luck, guys. Um. So movie theater opera. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just every time. We do the industry rundown. There's a new streaming service being presented. Girl, streaming, streaming, streaming. Oh, God. Okay, so I might even have to do a whole new segment called streaming updates or something. something. Dang. So the movie theater operator, AMC Entertainment, is jumping into the streaming pool with its own on-demand channel. AMC Theaters On Demand allows viewers to watch movies from $2 to $20, depending on whether they rent or buy. No subscription required. Users can acquire points to use at the AMC theaters. So I actually went on to their website to see what movies they actually had on oh, their they own have demand. It out now? Yeah, it's on it's out now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You can use okay. it. Um so one movie that I wanted to see that went into theaters and quickly out was um Fast Color. Hmm. And um Fast Color. Remember the movie about the black woman who has supernatural powers, Gugu Matu plays the main character Mm-mm. we talked about it on the show oh, yes yes yeah yes. um and we were supposed to we were going to review the show but i mean the movie but it went out of theaters really quickly it was um mm-hmm. so that was released in april and that's on the, the platform now um shaft three is on there um mm-hmm. the weekend um is oh, on there okay um and the lion king so uh, one thing i wish that i didn't go see it in theaters because i would have watched that on on demand the lion king the new one um, that came out this summer because I yeah that was a waste but oh, wow. that's about it I mean other than that what I'm looking for are movies that are in the theaters right now right so let's be clear about this this is not a video on demand service for you to watch theaters I mean for you to watch movies that are currently in theaters no. the they are only going to show mm-hmm. films after their theatrical run so it's no different from any other video on demand providers like amazon or fandango now Mm -hmm. or wherever you can get movies that come out and you pay for them you know the same thing so i'm like i'm wondering if this will last i'm wondering too because like i mean for instance the weekend it's like they're too late they they are they're jumping in the pool a little bit late and it's not something that's different like you said if it was the theatrical releases and we've been talking I've been preaching that that's what I want to see the movies that are in the theaters at home at the same mm. time like that's what I want I don't know if you'll get that though no Netflix did it though with um Dolomite well see okay so that is interesting that they did do that with Dolomite and then also with um this other movie that just released on um, Netflix called The Laundromat. Oh, it yep. had a short yes. theater release. And then the following weekend, mm-hmm. it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's because the theaters or the, the distribution company or whoever made that film was an independent. So they were able to negotiate that. Oh. But I don't think you'll get that from or those options from major studio releases um, like Sony or Universal or Paramount. They need to get with it because I don't want to leave my house. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to have to leave the house. <laughs> it's something about going to um, 
the movies for yeah. me. I like going to the movies. I don't mind doing that. And I want to see it on the big screen. Some films you want to see on the big screen. Some you do. And a lot of others you don't. I mean, there are only a select few that I actually like. Yes, I will go see that in theaters. Others, I'm like, no, nah, I'll wait till that comes out. I'm good. You don't feel that way, Brittany? Yes, no. Okay. For, sh- <laughs> for sure. Um, but I, I do know that, you know, the box office means a lot to the movie industry mm-hmm. and they would have to work out, rework out numbers. Right. Um, just like the music industry did with streaming. Right. Exactly. But I'm pretty sure that's, I would say later down the line, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's well, something yeah. that's probably being in the talks. Yeah, probably. Um, they need to figure that out. <laughs> All right, guys, next up, according to Deadline, Howard University teams with Amazon Studios to launch Howard Entertainment. Wow. A program designed to diversify the entertainment industry by creating a pipeline for African-American students and other marginalized populations to train and study alongside entertainment executives. The immersive program, which kicks off January 2020, will be two semesters and take place in Los Angeles. It will include a unique interdisciplinary curriculum and will also include hands-on work as well as opportunities to network with Amazon's industry partners. It will offer Howard University students the opportunity to take academic courses during the spring semester and participate in a fellowship embedded in the the entertainment industry during the the summer semester. The coursework will be applied to students' graduations requirement. To qualify, students must enroll, must be enrolled at Howard University, must be an upperclassman or graduate student, and will have to complete an application and interview to be considered for the program. Students will be taught by Howard faculty, who will be supported by Amazon Studio employees and other industry professionals invited by Amazon. This will give students to work in projects that offer real-world application and will help students develop work-ready skills prior to graduating. Um, I think this is really dope. And if you guys really remember... Is. That back in April, we also reported that Howard University partnered with Lionsgate mm-hmm. to create a um, diversity in Hollywood program, mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, the double back and back. I mean, let's get it because I we need it. I these programs when I was at Howard. I mean, but the School of C is a really good school. Mm-hmm. And they um, do get a lot of opportunities uh, for consideration thrown their way. So, nice. I mean, this is just another, in my opinion, another reason why students should consider Howard University oh, School of Communications mm-hmm. um, for a, a undergraduate degree. Absolutely. I thought this was fantastic. And the fact that it doesn't surprise me that Amazon Studios partner with Howard University due to the fact they're coming to this area um, soon. Yes. Um, so I just thought it was a great partnership. They'll be in the area. And congratulations to the applicants and good luck. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's it for the industry rundowns, guys. Innovative, creative, overall black excellence. It's time for the spotlight. All right, it's time for the spotlight. And today we'll be highlighting Joseph Lee Anderson, actor, writer, and director. He's a young man, um, originally from Kansas City. He's about 26 years old, but I picked him because he um, has had a budgeting career from the for the past few years with guest roles on several network shows. And he'll even be in the upcoming Harriet movie with Cynthia Erbo. Um, But 
again, I wanted to shed light on him because I saw this short film that he wrote and acted and directed in. It's called The Jog. Um, it's about six minutes in total runtime, and it premiered at South by Southwest this year. So the film is about a young man who wakes up to some exciting news that he just got accepted into the police academy. And you can tell that this is his dream job. Um, he's very excited. His partner is in the bed with him. She's equally excited. And then he goes for um, what we can assume is his daily morning run. And on his run, he sees a, a woman yelling and running in the alley with a man close behind her. He calls 911. He goes to help the lady subdue the man. And um, when police arrives, they shoot him instead of the suspect. You know what? Um, so, like I said, it's only six minutes in total, but it's short but poignant. And um, you can catch it on YouTube. Again, it's called The Jog. Um, the writer, the actor, director is Joseph Lee Anderson. And mm -hmm. I wanted to shout him out because I enjoyed his, the film. I actually enjoyed his portrayal of his of the main actor. Um, nice. And I love see, seeing young people create things. Absolutely. So how did you find out about it, The Jog? Was it like when you were researching him and then you found it or No, I saw curious. the I saw the short film first cool. and then I researched him. Mm, mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So how did you stumble upon that though? You know what? I I don't remember. I don't remember at this point. Um Oh cool. But it's definitely like I said on YouTube. It was on a site. I must have been looking at something on okay. a on a blog or something. I have to check that out. It's um, dope. Again, the jog with Joseph Lee Anderson. Check it out. It's pretty dope. And um well I'm looking forward to his career. Yeah. As absolutely. a writer, as a director, as a as an actor because he's talented. Nice. So thanks, Joseph, for bringing out your talents and gifts to the world. Absolutely. Congratulations. you guys and now it's time for spoiler alert all right guys and this is gonna be fun you think so okay <laughs> you think bad? it's gonna be no it's always fun it's fun it's, it's late you all <laughs> we're tired we are <laughs> our eyes are bloodshot red <laughs> you know we work full-time jobs and we do this i know right so we're a so little, yeah apologize if our energy is a little low this episode guys we're sorry a it's just, looping, yeah. a looping. um okay so um this week i watched two things mm -hmm. um the first that i want to bring up very briefly as brief as it was um in total runtime. Oh shit! Let's start with that one first. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm not excited about this one. This is not what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. No. So Jesus is King. Um, I don't really have a synopsis to tell you guys about what this is supposed to be. Um, but I did want to bring it up because um, this movie was specifically contracted through IMAX it showed in IMAX mm -hmm. theaters yes. only yes and it did a whopping 1 million at the box office its opening weekend it did um 
it did 1 million globally. Domestically, it was shown in 372 IMAX theaters and mm-hmm. internationally 600, no, 68 international screens. And it plans to expand right. after November 8th. Right. Um, so Jesus is King. That's the only reason why I'm talking about this because it was in the theaters. People paid money to see it. Right. Um, and it made a lot of money. Yeah. What it was. It did. Um, our theater was kind of empty though, but we saw it in the, um, air and space museum at the air and space museum, which is a huge IMAX theater that seats a lot. Um, so, no, it wasn't full. I thought it would be full. I thought it would be full, too. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, okay. So, I'm not going to say a lot about Kanye and his intentions or whether or not I feel like he is genuine in his expression of his faith. I right. I re- really don't care. That's not something for me to decide. Um Jesus and I have our own path to walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't be concerned about what Kanye <laughs> and him got going on, you know. But as far as the film is concerned, um, yeah, I don't know. It's literally, y'all, like 35 minutes. If that. Yeah, literally. 30 as soon as it comes on it's like that quickly it's gone and like i said i couldn't even give you a description of what this movie is i did see an interview in which kanye said he wanted this film to be about worship and not about him and i mean i guess in a sense that's what it was because it was just um shots of a choir Mm -hmm. um in a vignette vignettes um frame yeah and so that's like in a circular Everything was shot in this circular motion. Yeah. Not motion. Frame. frame. Everything was shot yeah. in this circular frame, a vignette style. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was either done in camera or post, but that was the frame for the entire film. Yeah. Um, and it basically was just this choir singing mm-hmm. in his cult. Com- <clears throat> <laughs> and his... um. <laughs> compound yeah um and architecture that was a lot of shots a lot of abstract scenery mm-hmm. um um close-ups lots of, um, of extreme close-ups deer that were uncomfortable yeah i literally had to turn away from the screen and did we determine that was cotton i think that was cotton i think i think that was cotton i don't think it was cotton okay so there's this shot <laughs> it, it, there is this shot that um is way too long the the shots are way too long in my opinion yeah i had to turn away because it literally gave it was dizzy right but it wasn't uh it was blurred out so it was distorted but it looked like a dandelion in my opinion and so that thinks it was cotton and i'm saying that it was a dandelion because you could see so the way that it was framed you see the dandelion pieces floating out in the air and then you also see the sky if it was cotton you it was a cotton ball it was (laughs) i just googled it it was a cotton ball no let me see (laughs) it was not cotton it says it was a cotton ball kanye said that um this review wow yeah well i guess it was cotton (laughs) (laughs) anyways um yeah so it just had again a lot of it had a lot of abstract scenery 
close-ups, vignette framing, and um, the choir singing. And so, um, <laughs> it does say cotton. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, in addition to that, that was it. I mean, yeah, 35 minutes. You hardly saw Kanye. You probably saw him probably the last... 10 minutes of that which was fine but i mean honestly so what i thought it was going to be was a visual album of the one he just put out like a visual representation of that album that's what i was expecting right and that's what i was hoping to get right that's not what we got no and i thought it was going to be um him giving his testimony talking about how he got to this point um in making this album his creative decisions what he's been thinking about um but no we didn't get there there's no absolutely no dialogue at all in Mm -mm. this short film and so i was talking to my girl tiffany about it and she has some interesting things to say that uh, that made me think differently about it so, and I'm about to butcher this name, but um, she thought it was a liken to some abstract film that was done a while ago in which it was nothing but singing or songs and um, abstract scenes and stuff like that. Very similar to what Kanye did, but it was supposed to evoke grandeur. Mm. and the grandiose of whatever that particular film was. Mm -hmm. So she thought maybe that's what Kanye was trying to do, and she had no problem with um, him being a black artist doing something artistic and abstract. And at the end of the day, I don't really mind that as well, but we both agree that the film felt incomplete. Right. So it was like... Whatever he was hoping to evoke, if it was a spirit of worship, I felt like it missed the mark. Specifically, and I'm going to name this scene as to why it missed the mark. There was um, the choir. You see them in a wide shot, still in the vignette framing. Mm-hmm. It's a wide shot. They're singing a, a upbeat song. They're clapping. And then it cuts. And then you see them in a moment of praise. They have their hands up, Mm -hmm. they're wailing, they're praising the Lord Mm -hmm. out loud and doing all that that you normally would see in a black church. Mm -hmm. But I felt like if his whole point was to for the audience to also feel worship in their heart at that moment, don't cut it. Because Mm -hmm. just like how you are at a church, that's a progressive. Like you start the choir sings mm-hmm. and then you get happy. Yeah. Then it settles in your spirit. And then you get to the point of praise mm-hmm. you, to, to cut it was to cut your audience off from understanding that progression and how mm. people get that way and what they really feel and evoke when they're worshiping God in that manner. When you do that, it just felt like y'all were just playing around in my opinion. Mm, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so for her, she thought, okay, well, even if it was going to be this artistic thing, it could have been, it felt something more like you would see in a museum. Mm-hmm. I know Corey was saying that yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely ain't worth the damn tax yeah, dollars guys, that you spent. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it to yourself. We did it for you, so don't do it. <laughs> um, I mean, after I saw it, I wanted to, because again, I was like, this is not adding up to me. So I listened to the album. 
even if you pair with the album, it doesn't feel like a connected piece. Okay. Yeah, Corey went home and, and watched all the interviews. And then afterwards, I was so honey, did you um learn anything in depth about what was supposed to be in the movie? He said, no, I, I have nothing to give you. I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. And he doesn't explain what this movie was supposed to evoke in any of the interviews that None he did. None of the interviews. Because I couldn't stand to watch anything else. I was done. Um, I didn't listen to the album. I saw the movie because, again, it's a theatrical release. Right. And that's what we do. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. But is it worth your coins? No. Absolutely not. I felt like this could have been on YouTube. Yes, me too. <laughs> could have been perfect. But, you know. And we could all do like a watch party and like trash the movie at the same time. That would have been fun. I don't know. I, I, I think you failed at this one, Kanye. It felt rushed. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Especially to be in IMAX theaters. Like you expect like something really really nicely put together to be an IMAX for a visual experience. Yeah, and it was very underwhelming. Yeah. I think people were expecting it to be revolutionary, um, something that they can definitely resonate with. But I was ventured to say that it probably went over 99.9% of people's heads. Yeah. Except for Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> it hit him right in his spirit. Um, but we'll pass. Thank you. And yeah. And on that note, that's all I have for Jesus is King. Thank you, Kanye. No, thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so on to, um, I'm going to try to make the segue that um, Corey made. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So so, you go ahead. I don't agree with this, but you, hey, take it. Yeah, Corey, Corey is a... He he was like, oh, I can see the connection because Kanye is a man trying to get his content out in the same way that Rudy Ray Moore was a man trying to get his content content out, and we're gonna push it, <laughs> push okay. it forward. Hey, on that same wavelength mm-hmm. with Dolomite is my name currently on Netflix. Yes, <laughs> it's about Rudy Ray Moore who um really defies all the odds and proves all his naysayers wrong yes, by carving out his own legacy as mm-hmm. Dolomite mm-hmm. during the 1970s black exploitation mm-hmm. era. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy plays Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a supporting cast of Keegan, Michael Key, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Epps, Craig Robertson, Titus Burgess, Divine Randolph and Wesley Snipes. And um, I bet you it was, a fun set. Oh, like, I would sure, have loved girl. to oh, be a PA on that set. Lunell has a picture of her and Eddie, like with him on her breast, um, <laughs> as her IG photo. Like, um, so it's epic. Like that's where I knew the scene came from. Now that I watch it, I mean, and so Fantastic. like they had these great appearances by yes. Lunell, Snoop, Ti, Tasha Smith, Chris. Perfect. Rock. It was really good. It was. It, it was, was great. It's without me overly, you know whatever i think i thought it was great i thought it was very funny Mm -hmm. um and a great movie for eddie murphy to make a quote-unquote comeback for sure definitely perfect way wesley snipes absolutely (laughs) wesley you're so funny (laughs) wesley to me in this film wesley almost in his scenes were funnier than eddie yeah (laughs) he was over it his character that he played 
was hilarious. <laughs> that last scene where he exited. <laughs> rolling on the floor he was so eddie uh wesley snipe plays the director um of the film he also was an actor in this film in the Mm -hmm. dolomite film um and then so at the end who was a huge hollywood star at the time right so he was like i'm over this low budget (laughs) shit and the only reason why he did the movie was for the director credit for the director credit girl he was like oh oh that was it that was cut last scene oh okay i'm out of here peace out roll bounce um see y'all at the premiere oh actually probably ain't gonna be no premiere right chunking y'all the deuces no but wesley snipes was great he was and i was glad to see him back same me too it was refreshing um but eddie murphy of course I is a great actor mm-hmm. um, and he, he nailed uh, Rudy Ray Moore's mm-hmm. um, comic style the way he rhymed the way <laughs> y'all because I grew up watching Dolomite um, mm, okay. with my father mm-hmm. so uh, I love black exploitation films I wasn't a fan of Dolomite mm-hmm. or um, Rudy Ray Moore's film Petey Wheatstraw <laughs> that's another Do- uh, Rudy Ray Moore <laughs> film absolutely ridiculous films y'all i was more into like coffee shiva baby shaft like the more um mm-hmm. black power right black exploitation movies not this comical absurd um stuff that dolomite was about but it's comical and absurd at the same time yeah. like it's like a train wreck that you cannot stop watching, stop watching. it was and uh, so I didn't know who Dolomite was. I had no idea. What? Never heard of him. That's why I told you last time you talked about. It, I was like, I don't know, but okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, no. And oh, so no. it made me want to go watch the 1975 release Did you of watch the movie. It? Not yet, but I will. I was like, who is this guy? And why haven't I oh, learned about him or no. known about him? No. It was fr- so for someone who doesn't know about Dolomite, you will enjoy this film also. Okay. Because. I was new to it, to new to the the comedian, new to the whole process of what he went through and his backstory, and I loved it. Yeah, so okay. it was hilarious. Yeah, and so for me, because I had seen these movies, like I said, several mm-hmm. times with my father, I grew up watching these things, and I know mm-hmm. they're not shows. Uh, looking back at it, this is these are not movies you should watch with your children. <laughs> but I did. I watched them with my daddy, and so. Um, <laughs> I was thinking back like, oh, yes, I remember those stupid scenes. And like I said, Eddie Murphy was great. He nailed him. The way he would twirl his wrist around when he was doing a kind food. And oh, my like, God. All, all the rhyming <laughs> styles, the way he would look. It was, he he nailed um, Rudy Ray Moore. Oh, um, so funny. So, But on top of this being, like, hilarious, because you had all these um, comedy greats in mm-hmm. one movie, you yeah. would think – it would have the potential to be like over the top hilarious well not hilarious over the top and far as like comedy style but it wasn't it wasn't it was like a great sprinkle of like humor and then also like points of um drama Mm -hmm. and um eddie got to show his sensitive side which i think people would be um surprised to know that rudy ray moore was more of a i don't want to say sensitive but not like his Dolomite character mm-hmm. in a way. Right. Um, very much a man who was a dreamer and concerned with his own legacy. Mm-hmm. And the movie really is about 
perseverance it is and um, entrepreneurship exactly and if you have a dream and you want to put your content out Mm -hmm. you do it by any means necessary you keep pushing forward and that's really what dolomite is my name is about Mm -hmm. um another strong point that they were talking about within the film that i found interesting that really ties into what's going on today is the fact that they were trying to censor his comedy back then um, at that time, the 70s, um, when he was doing stand up and things like that. And so it kind of resonated with what's going on in comedy today, where comedians are kind of being hushed and kind of um, limited in what they're allowed to say and what's allowed to be spoken within certain spaces, hmm. which is putting a hindrance on the art form itself. Hmm. So I thought that that was something that was um, a message within the movie also. Okay. That shows it's still going on today <laughs> and, and you know it revealed itself and like yeah. yeah i can see that so again dolomite is my name is currently showing on netflix um i think this just brought people excited to see eddie back again <laughs> excited to see wesley back again um good movie it a good is. movie to watch Great so movie. check it out y'all absolutely Okay, guys, so we told you last week that we had a very special announcement for this show. That's right, we do. And this announcement is that we will be giving away a $50 AMC movie gift card in celebration of the movie Queen and Slim, set to be released November 27th. We know that the movies can be expensive, so we want to give you this amazing gift because you're an amazing audience who has been supporting us. Um, for a very long time and that we just want to give a thank you to you and have this giveaway yeah we most definitely appreciate you guys so to enter you must go to itunes rate our show and leave a comment that's right all you have to do is go to itunes rate our show and just leave a comment say hi and if you want to double your chances to win you can go to our instagram page like the queen of slim giveaway picture and tag five friends the giveaway will officially start on friday november 1st and end friday november the 15th which means you guys have two whole weeks that's two whole weeks to enter for your chance to win the winner will be announced on friday november 22nd one week before queen of slim hit theaters just in time for the thanksgiving holiday and with $50, you can take a date, you can bring your best friend, your tender F buddy, um, <laughs> and then still have enough for popcorn and snacks. I think you can't get any better than this deal that we're giving y'all. Absolutely not, guys. So again, thank you so much for listening to our show. We appreciate you and enter for your chance to win. Yeah, and good luck, you guys. Good luck. All right, guys, so that wraps the show. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, follow us on IG, at Brittany Khan, at Antoinette Tope, at Black and Behind the Scenes. And if you have um, uh, want to send us questions, um, send us the email at blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com. Questions, comments, observations. Um, shout out to my coworkers who listen to the show. Oh, hi. And gave me this tidbit about us. I appreciate y'all um, and your feedback. Thanks. That's fantastic. Um, all right, guys. Um, oh, and also, thank you to everyone who commented on our Raising Dion <laughs> snippet and promo. I mean, we set you guys off. <laughs> y'all, I, you know what? I was, I'm surprised that most people were like, oh, no, I liked it. And, which made me feel like, oh, well, damn, did we... Uh, we'll be looking at something else maybe we should reassess the show um, um i don't think so it's still trash <laughs> yeah uh, okay i think we were right the first time okay i thought so 
All right, guys. So until next time, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. Bye, guys.